Blog Talk Radio. The advice, instruction, and information on alternative wellness techniques given herein is not a substitute for, nor should be mistaken for conventional medicine. Always seek first the guidance of your healthcare professional before endeavoring to add complementary medicine or alternative wellness to your conventional healthcare regimen. Neither Dr. Michael Leike nor anybody associated with Blog Talk Radio, YouTube, or any other social media, blogs, podcasts, and webcasts that Dr. Leike appears on do not necessarily endorse any of the advice given herein. Coming up next, The Fourfold Path, Episode 11, Releasing Negative Karma. Welcome to The Fourfold Path and Dr. Michael Leike's spiritual tools and technologies that will increase the quality of your life. Welcome back, everybody, to the Fourfold Path. I'm Reverend Dr. Michael Leike. We're tackling this lesson, which is episode 11, lesson 11, if you will, releasing negative karma. We just tackled last lesson, which was lesson 10, episode 10, if you will, um, releasing, letting go of, if you will, your personal ego will, personal ego identity. This session, we'll be tackling releasing negative karma, from any level of your unconscious mind. We'll be back. Now in its 10th season, listen and watch Fridays to Dr. Michael's podcast and webcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, MixCloud, Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio, YouTube, and Facebook. And we're back. Very excited to present this series to you. If you've been following along, Hopefully about a year or so has passed that you've been um, practicing and doing the spiritual tools and technologies of mystical meditation or contact meditation or uh, higher consciousness meditation, if you will. That alone, mm, you're well on your way to oneness, um, higher resonation, all that sort of thing, intuition, uh, God guidance uh, towards your soul's purpose, which is God's will for you in this lifetime regardless. Combine that with scientific and affirmative prayer, uh, as described and prescribed many sessions back and in most of my books. Wow, you are well on your way, again, to living a happier life. You're well on your way to self-actualization. That's a term not used in metaphysics, used more in conventional psychology, if you will, uh, Western psychology versus Eastern psychology. And as a result of meditation and affirmative prayer or scientific prayer if you will combining that you should anyway uh, with imaging or visualization visualization in my books literally um, uh, visualization during the meditative process while you're meditating while you're in self-hypnotic states um, in one of those um, altered states of consciousness if you visualize and if you combine that with senses uh, sense of smell and feel and taste 
then everything becomes more real and more amplified. Everything becomes amplified during meditation. So if you're doing an affirmative prayer during meditation, which you should, then, wow, that's going to come out really well. It's going to manifest, it's going to materialize as whatever, because you're also coming from the highest place. You're coming from the very central nucleus of your mind, which is your higher mind. And so, and see how it all works together? It's really cool. So, if you're visualizing, or as I call envisioning or imaging, during meditation and affirmative prayer, you've got the best trio of spiritual tools and technologies. You can't go wrong. You can clean up the dustbin of your mind. You can clean up, oh my goodness, um, traumas. Always add, though, uh, conventional or Western medicine. Don't just do all these spiritual techniques. That's, that's something that is very, very important um, to note. Always seek first the guidance of your commercial or, uh, if you will, professional healthcare um, provider. Uh, such as a GP, a doctor, or, or whatever is relevant for you, if it's a gynecological issue. And science. Always combine medical science, and um, if that is prescribed to you by your physician or your GP, to seek out a psychiatrist or a psychologist or a therapist of some kind, do that too. Do everything that is prescribed by your physician, but also add this as complementary medicine, alternative wellness, if you will. All of it combined, not just one or the other, but all of it combined, you will see and feel and hear and experience results that, you'll, uh, that will far exceed any of your expectations. So doing your spiritual practices over the last year or so, as I've described in the series, and then finally arriving at the door, knocking at the door, to the fourfold path of enlightenment is easy because you've, you've hopefully melted away with God's perfect light, love and compassion and peace and joy. Any issues, leaving your unconscious mind pretty much freed up, pretty much coming from a God place, pretty much not coming from personal ego, will or identity anyway. Um, but just in case it is, the first of the fourfold path, the first uh, nub, if you will, along the fourfold path to enlightenment was letting go of your personal ego, will, or ego identity. And the easiest way is to merge with source during meditation to identify with God anyway and feel and know that you are peace, love, joy, harmony, higher intelligence, wisdom, and creativity. And you're feeling this. You're so light and happy and joyous and hopefully you're bringing this into your everyday life um, not just during meditative state but hopefully transcendence has occurred and you're experiencing this anyway now you may lose friends you may gain other types of friends things may start to move ahead quite quickly in this physical illusionary world um, but that's all part of the process so flexibility is very important once you start evolving from a soul perspective and um, letting go of the personal ego will being the first of the fourfold path techniques um, that creates miracles unto itself you'll begin to bring to yourself things you didn't expect because they're not just in your greatest interest but in the greatest interest of other people so it becomes a selfless process a selfless living a selfless existence Oh my goodness, you'll wake up every day going, wow, what can I accomplish for others today and thereby for myself as well? 
how can I give? What can I give? Um, what does God, if you want to use that term, uh, what does God want me to be? Where does God want me to be? And you'll already be opened at that point if you've been doing all your spiritual practices for at least a year or more and having knocked on the fourfold path, the first door, perhaps it has opened already, creaked open, and you've walked through and you've let go thanks to doing your spiritual tools and technologies, those three, you started to let go your personal ego will or personal ego identity, which is the first, let's call it the first door to enter along the path to the fourfold um, path to enlightenment. And wow, doesn't that feel good? You're selfless. There's no more pressure. You're living your life not just for yourself, but more so for God. You're living your life uh, not only for yourself and for God, but automatically thereby for others. It's a, a whole different energy you're living. And you'll find that you're just moving ahead very, very quickly. Things are just occurring. Uh, you're following your, your intuition or God guidance. It's very, very exciting. That's how you know that um, you're actually on that first fourfold path to enlightenment. You've opened that door and you're experiencing it. And wow, things are moving ahead now quite quickly in a, in a way that is not all about yourself anymore. This lesson, which is lesson 11, is just as important as all the other ones. For without this component, without knocking on this door and opening that door to releasing negative karma, you'll still have things, at least one thing to clean up. Let's say you've cleaned up all the stuff in your unconscious mind on all the various levels of your mind. Let's say you've been doing your spiritual tools and technologies and practices and you've released all this. Let's say you've been seeing a psychologist or a psychiatrist or a therapist and you're free of any burdens of anything on all levels of your mind. You no longer carry hate or fear or resentment towards the rapist or towards um, mom or dad who beat you or towards that teacher that said something mean to you or towards that friend that betrayed you or that lover that betrayed you. Perhaps you're not, by then, you're not holding on to any of that anymore. It's, it does not exist on any level of your mind, but you still have the energy of karma. And very briefly, I've written about this in the Spiritual Laws of the Universe, the Complete Spiritual Laws of the Universe. Karma is not retribution. Karma is not a conscious thing that dwells beneath the surface of your mind or in or around you that goes, okay, you've been a bad boy or a girl, now you're going to suffer or you're going to suffer next lifetime. It simply doesn't work that way. With the spiritual laws, they are like gravity. Does gravity have a conscious thought? Oh, I've got to hold this person down. Oh, they're going to fly away. I'm going to hold them down. No, it's not a conscious thing. The law of physics is not a conscious thing. The law of physics does not say, okay, I'm gravity. Oh, I'm going to pull that person back to the earth before they float. It doesn't work that way. It simply is. And why it is, quite simply, is because of the magnetic properties the energies that we exude have a magnetic property. It's just the way it is. Um, the planet Earth does. Um, all the planets that exist around, near the Earth, around the Sun. Everything is magnetic, in essence. I very much simplified stuff. For those scientists out there, please forgive me. I've had to, um, I won't say dumb down. Uh, I've had to simplify things for brevity because otherwise we'd be years just on one topic. 
Um, in any case, we exist as an energetic field, let's say. And that energetic field has magnetic properties quite simply. So that's why sometimes, I'm going to go lowest common denominator, that's why sometimes we may be on public transit or on the bus or walking down the street or in a movie theater and we suddenly feel this attraction for someone next to us or at the front. And perhaps it's a sexual attraction, perhaps it's a past life thing and we don't understand why they feel familiar, why we feel connected to them. But really it's magnetism. Really, it's the law of gravity, it's the law of physics, it's something our energy is attracted to their energy because on some very microscopic level, we're the same. So, if you see a magnet, if you remember, I don't know if they, they still have this, but as a child, I played with a U-shaped magnet, it looked like a horseshoe, if anybody knows what that is out there, and it had two colors, it was primarily red, it was flat, flat little piece of metal, U-shaped mostly painted red, and the tips were either white or silver. Now, the funny thing about this, uh, this magnet was it both, like myself, repelled and attracted things. And that's what was cool. So let's say you might put the magnet, um, one, one of the feet, we'll call it, of the magnet to uh, some metal object. Well, the metal object would suddenly like move away. And it's like, oh, you'd have fun pushing this thing without really touching it. And with something else, let's say another uh, metal object, the other foot will, boom, all of a sudden tons of nails, like in those Bugs Bunny cartoons, maybe even a huge anvil, bonk, you know, becomes attracted to this magnet. Uh, that's because of positive and negative fields. Um, so the magnet is almost a metaphor for the way we are. We have this polarity thing going on. I'm not going to get into when we're healing and work, you know, others and working with energy. There's a polarity, positive, negative. There's yin-yang. We can apply it so many different ways. I won't go into that right now. Google that. So um, with these magnetic positive and negative qualities, you can see very, very easily. It's, it's, it's an exciting, obvious thing um, where this may be applied to life, both to ourselves and generally to life. So, as Einstein said, whatever is put out, either by yourself or anything, returns in a large circle. How big the circle is, is uh, dependent on many other factors. But it, if you look at karma thusly, as, as whatever you put out comes back, not that expression, a very famous expression, what goes around comes around, because that suggests retribution, a conscious retribution, oh, punishment for certain bad deeds. That's religious concepts, nothing to do with spirituality. Um, it's more like cause and effect. So let's say, hmm, let's say I toss a pebble into a pool. So that's the cause. The cause is the pebble falling into the pool. The effect are the ripples. Oh, isn't that beautiful? Or you blow on the surface tension of water and it kind of makes a little wave, for example. It's cause and effect. Um, let's say, I wouldn't recommend you do this. It just came to mind, though. Let's say you drop a very small object, boom, out um, uh, a high-rise building. However many stories, it is, say, more than 10 stories up. Well, sometimes it may embed itself in the concrete 
the weight of it and, and, and the speed of the fall and gravity and physics and all that combined, boom. So the cause is, say, tossing or dropping something out of a window. The effect is it being embedded in the concrete, for example. So it's cause and effect. Karma is merely cause and effect. And over many lifetimes, however many we've had, and it's so, uh, it so varies from person to person. A person may have hundreds of lifetimes. A person may have tens of thousands of lifetimes. It just depends. There's no rules. There's no, oh, this person is wiser than me because they had so many lifetimes. It just is, and, and lifetimes occur when we choose and I'm coming from life between lives. As a therapist, as a clinical hypnotherapist, I've hypnotized enough people who have spoken about life, uh, lives in between or soul regression, or even past lives, um, regression if you will, that I saw patterns. And all that happens is there is a choice when you're out of your body, let's say you passed, uh, passed away if you will, or left your body in the last lifetime, and then there's this in-between period. Well, many there's it's a whole process I won't go into right now. Uh, and and in essence, with in conjunction with your higher mind or God, you have a choice of one or several of three or five windows, if you will, of opportunity. So let's say you want to experience in the lifetime coming up whatever it is you want to experience. You choose that and. God or the universe or higher mind will find a way to um, have you be birthed through the right people, the right persons, the right set of circumstances, so you will experience, amongst many other things, your original choices in your life between lives. It's very exciting. If you don't believe this, Google life between lives, Dr. Michael Newton, um, for one, and, and start to explore and watch videos. It's a real thing. It's a very real thing. I know scientists will poo-poo this. Too bad. At least I have the best of all worlds. Just kidding. And so um, your choices, even in pre from coming from previous lifetimes, and even not conscious choices, result in karma. So let's say, let's say you did choose or didn't choose to uh, be a Viking way, way back when, 1100s or earlier, and you raped and pillaged and plundered and did all these horrible things because maybe you didn't know better, but maybe you did choose before coming into that lifetime to do that just for the experience. No conscious thought, no intent of being evil or bad. You just had an experience, that certain experience, so you chose it. Regardless, let's say you raped, pillaged, and plundered as a Viking in one lifetime, you betcha in um, subsequent lifetimes that would have energetically been fulfilled. So let's say you did that. Next lifetime, you will be the person um, that will experience the energy of fear. So it's not necessarily always the exact incidence. Let's say you raped, pillaged, and plundered. It doesn't mean you are going to be raped, pillaged, and plundered by someone or by hordes. Maybe. But it may be just the energy you will go through, uh, through a set of circumstances or circumstances. For example, what is the feeling or feelings behind being raped, pillaged, and plundered? We can only imagine or go back in our mind and remember. But for now, we'll just imagine. Well, definitely fear, terror. Oh, my goodness. Um, the experience of being killed. Finality. Maybe release. Maybe relief. Um, certainly 
a mixture of horrible, horrible feelings and emotions, and then maybe relief and release. So you will experience that no question, no doubt, either over several lifetimes or maybe perhaps in that lifetime where you raped, pillaged, and plundered, or the next lifetime, or perhaps the, the lifetime after. It doesn't matter. There's no conscious thought to how it occurs. Again, it, it just occurs. It's cause and effect. So after hundreds of thousands of previous lifetimes, and don't kid yourself, most of you have had that out there. You didn't just come into this lifetime and be birthed and, and, and that's it. You come in very wise, maybe not consciously. All these experiences exist on various levels of your mind from previous lifetimes. But no question, no doubt, they're there. And over time, we uncover them. But we can clean up the karma, the, the feelings, the negative emotions that exist on the level of your mind or several levels of your mind very easily. We'll be back. Expand your consciousness and awareness with Dr. Michael's more than 40 paperback books of a self-help, mystical, new thought, and metaphysical nature available from Amazon. And we're back. So, as I was just saying, it's relatively easy to rid yourself of the energies, the frequencies of uh, whatever negative karma events occurred which are still stored in the unconscious levels of your mind, why carry them? Why carry the energies of rape, pillaging, and plundering, for example? Or why carry the energies of being a murderer and whatever that entails? Or being the victim of murder or being the victim of rape when you haven't even been raped in this lifetime? Uh, or being a raper or rapist? Why carry that? You know, so many people go through this lifetime and they feel anxious, they feel anxiety for no conscious reason. Seek out the help of your healthcare professional for sure, but explore the spiritual aspects and you'll find that past lives and karma have a lot to do with those feelings and, and they're being stored over so many lifetimes and accumulated as you go through life, as it's being done to you or you do it to others. It exists on an energetic level. Why not clean them up? As soon as you rid yourself of negative karma frequencies on all levels of your mind, you are continuing, you're opening more doors on the fourfold path to enlightenment. It's just one less thing to hinder you from leading and living a, a prosperous life, a life that is more about giving to others, sharing with others, loving others, and thereby living your soul's purpose, or purpose is really um, what God in, has intended for you in this lifetime. How does one do it? It's simple. It's easy. Oh my goodness. You may not even believe it, but you should do it. So remember how I said during mystical meditation, once you've opened that first um, uh, door, if you will, along the fourfold path, while in slightly altered state, or self-hypnotic state, or meditative state, and you're doing your whatever affirmations, scientific prayers to heal whatever, if you're still working on that, combined with your envisioning and visualizations, etc. And you're doing already the first four full path technique, letting go of your personal ego will. I let go of my personal ego will. I let go of my personal ego will. I let go of my personal ego will. 
You do that a few times, uh, verbally, non-verbally. And you add in the second one. We'll call them the fourfold path affirmations, if you will. And the second one is, right here and right now, I release any negative energy karmic factors that exist on any level of my mind. I let them go. They are being transformed and transmuted to God's perfect light and love, energy, healing frequencies. I release that. I let it be so. And so it is. And so it is. And you feel that. For brevity, you can simply say three times, after you've said the one about letting go of your personal ego will, I release any negative karma that exists. I release any negative karma that exists. I release any negative karma that exists on any and all levels of my mind. So you say that three times while in meditative state, and then you say it softly. I release any negative karma. I release any negative karma. I release any negative karma. And then finally, silently, you take the sacred breath in and you release with the sound. So we've done the second technique of the four techniques. Second door, if you will, that we pass through, which is releasing negative karma. I hope you're enjoying this series called the Fourfold Path to Enlightenment. Join me next time. We'll be discussing a difficult, tricky one, potentially, identifying with God. Until then, thank you so much. Peace and richest blessings. Welcome to the Fourfold Path and Dr. Michael Ike's spiritual tools and technologies that will increase the quality of your life.